This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Diamond Shine. Diamond Shine is the premier car wash chemical manufacturer dedicated to maximizing the profitability and performance of car washes nationwide. Visit diamondshine.com today to learn from the industry experts. Welcome to The How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner operator and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. This is Henry Lopez, and my guest today is David Avrin. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. We're excited to have David on the show today. David is known as the Visibility Coach and one of the most in-demand business marketing and branding keynote speakers in the world today uh, with a surprisingly irreverent and entertaining style. And I was witness to it, fortunately, in the or at the car wash show here in Las Vegas recently. I'm glad you thought so. It was a great, great presentation, took away some great takeaways, and that's why I thought we got to have David on the show. Um, so that style, with that style, David delivers a profoundly insightful and hard-hitting message to business audiences worldwide. He really travels the world with this message and gets invited to speak at all types of different events and organizations. He's an energetic keynote speaker and has presented to enthusiastic audiences, as I mentioned, of CEOs, business owners, associations, entrepreneurs, leadership teams, sales professionals, account executives, human resources, and more. Uh, David is a former CEO group leader and executive coach with the world's largest executive organization. And he has worked with thousands of CEOs and business leaders on their brand and competitive advantages. David is the author of It's Not Who You Know, It's Who Knows You, and his latest book, Visibility Marketing, which we're going to dive into that topic here in this episode. In addition to his busy speaking calendar, David also provides consulting services, executive coaching, group facilitation, and acts as a master of ceremonies. David lives in Colorado, uh, near Colorado Springs. And um, we're going to focus today on visibility marketing, specifically for the car wash industry, which is often a challenge, even though it might be obvious that we're always visible. That's not necessarily the case. So we'll talk about what that means. So once again, David Averin, welcome to the show. Once again, thank you much. So uh, Round Rock, I think, specifically is where you live, correct? Uh, Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Castle, half- Castle Rock. Round no, Rock funny. is off, outside of Austin. <laughs> yeah. No, Castle Rock is about halfway between Denver and Colorado Springs. It's a great sort of small town with easy access. I mean, you know, my commute is is to the airport. So uh, I because I speak and there's that great line that says you're never a prophet in your own land. So, uh, you know, I speak around the world. I'm in Dubai. I'm in Johannesburg. I'm in London. uh, And I'm you know, it's funny. And I I laugh to my friends. I say I'm, I'm, you know, internationally renowned marketing expert. And here close to home, I'm the kid who went to Thomas Jefferson High School and I can't get a rotary gig. So that's funny. So you grew up there. I did. I do. Well, I was born in Los Angeles, but grew up in the Denver area. And uh, as I said, you know, after uh, a long career of uh, public relations and marketing, uh, now I teach it. 
And so I teach it through my books. I teach it through the consulting and the speaking and had a great time recently at the car wash show, not only doing sessions, uh, sort of the, you know, the main sessions in the, in the breakout rooms, but also on the trade show floor, did one of those little sessions on, on customer engagement and, and just great fun. What a, what a fascinating industry. Um, it, it's one of those things that what I've learned, especially with like car washes is, is a great example is for the people who are immersed in this industry, you understand the nuances of all the components, but for the, the general public, the lay public who just wants to get their car washed, uh, whether they've got a special occasion or something coming up, they don't think about all of the elements that really go into, into making an industry successful. And that's one of the things that's very interesting and makes my job very interesting is, is what I get to learn from my, my clients and, and my colleagues. Yeah, no doubt. Insightful observation. It definitely is. There's so much going on, right? And I, I equate it to a, a manufacturing plant. In in one side comes a, ca- a customer with a dirty car, and out the other side comes hopefully a clean, dry, shiny car. And everything in between, the customer just takes for granted, as you alluded Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was a great presentation that I sat in, a lot of great takeaways, as I mentioned in the intro. And so glad to have you. And I want to dive into this topic which is the topic of your latest book, Visibility Marking. It's such sure. it's such a tough one for us in this business. We tend to come from, and I'm generalizing, the frame of mind as far as marketing goes of, listen, we picked the location, we got a sign up next to the road, hopefully, and so people will find us. Uh, right. What we know about this industry, which has become more and more apparent as data has become more available is that in fact, most of our customers, and again, I'm generalizing, but for most car wash operators, most of our customers are choosing us on an impulse. It's not something they've planned necessarily. They probably did not look us up on the internet before they left their house. It's just convenience and visibility combined and they pop in uh, for the most part. So related to that, I'd like to maybe start with just, if you can introduce this concept of visibility marketing, because it's more than, than what the term may imply. Well, I think it it ties into exactly what you were saying is sometimes we have an assumption because we're there, because we're good. And it almost, you can look at almost any industry is that being good at what you do, actually today being very, very, very good at what you do today, that's the entry fee. That's just, that's just the, the cost of entry into the marketplace. You better be good at what you do or the marketplace will figure it out pretty fast and, and share that information. Um, Traditional marketing was sort of that, you know, waving and saying, look at me, look at me, um, which which still applies in, in, a, in a significant way to the car wash industry. But it's expanded beyond it and it's expanded to being visible where your customers are on the devices that they're getting their information and the information that they're sharing and the events that they're attending. Uh we think about the reasons why people get their car washed and sometimes it is impulse. And when in this session, we can absolutely talk about how do we increase that awareness and that top of mind and help um, spur some of those, those impulse purchases. But there's also times when we do think about it ahead of time. Maybe we're getting ready for a date. Maybe we're going to pick up a client at the airport. And so you think about that core audience and how do we be visible where they are? Uh, and once again, the attends the events that they're attending and the, the, you know, maybe it's my, my daughter just actually went to her second prom because it's the two competing high schools here in Castle Rock. And she had friends at both of them 
But of course, for a big event like that, they're all going to get their car washed. So if there was a silent auction, maybe as as car wash operators and others are, are getting involved in their communities more and seeing the benefit of doing that, not just because it's the right thing to do, because there is a residual benefit. People do business with people they like and people they trust and people they know. And there's a lot of companies who were sponsoring after prom and it was restaurants and it was life insurance companies and people trying to reach the parents. But I was thinking to myself, why wouldn't a car wash be involved in things like that? Uh, or birthday parties. Uh, you know, how do we bring lots of people on site? Restaurants have figured this out a long time ago when they do specials for sports teams. If you come after the softball game and you bring your entire team in, you get free buffalo wings or pizza or a pitcher of beer or whatever that is. What are those fun things for those full service car wash operators with the colors and the fun things and bring kids in? What it's really about is doing more than you traditionally would do. Uh, it's more than just being there and being good, though that is absolutely required. You've got to have a reasonable location. You have to have great service. Um, you have to be visible. But beyond that, the ones who are winning today in almost any industry are the ones who are doing a little bit more, who are being a little bit creative, who are recognizing the choices that we have as consumers. And when it comes to car washes, not only do we have choices of the various levels of service and the various operators themselves, but we have the choice to not choose anybody at all. We have the choice to do it ourselves. We have the choice to drive on by with our dirty car. So part of what I talk about in the book and what I talk about on stage and on, on podcasts and radio interviews is how do we have that conversation internally and otherwise of saying, what can we do that nobody's doing? Let's put ourselves in the mind of that prospect who is driving by. What would turn our head, right? We know we turn our head at car accidents and we turn our head at, at you know, somebody who went out of business or something else. But what are the positive things that we can do to turn someone's head and think, you know what? That's worth an extra 10, 15 minutes right now to get my car washed. And so that's the kind of conversations that I like to uh, spur and like to engage in. Yeah. And when you say turn our heads, we're, I'm, I'm sure you're talking figuratively and- And literally. And literally, and literally Absolutely. right? So combination thereof. Um, so talk to me a little bit about how you've advised for a small business owner, as most car wash operators are, how do I make this part of my overall marketing plan for the year, maybe, if I've planned for the year, hopefully I've budgeted some kind of allocation from a money perspective. Sure. Do you recommend that people have these kind of thoughts and exercise on a periodic basis, plan stuff out for the year? Because the challenge with this kind of stuff is executing on it consistently often is right. what I've found. Right. We tend to be sporadic. Um, we tend to sort of the, you know, what's what's the shiny object? And for some people, it's like, oh, and now it's Instagram and now it's right. oh, we're doing this or, oh, hey, door hangers have made a comeback and all good, all good ideas. Listen, doing something is better than not doing anything. But I think it comes from a broader mindset of recognizing that we spend a lot of time being really good at what we do, and rightly so. Uh, whether we're working with our manufacturers, whether we're working with our team and our staff about efficiency, about water conservation, about all of the logistical things we have to do to be very good at what we do. And I would suggest that we need to spend just as much time thinking about how do we communicate the great work that we do. There's a great line that says doing business without promotion is like winking at somebody in the dark, mm -hmm. right? You know what you're doing, but nobody else does. 
and we spend a lot of time making sure that we're really good and good delivery, good delivery on the experience, good delivery on, on customer satisfaction and efficiency and cost savings and all that. Absolutely important. I would never in a moment say that that's less important. But at the same time, we have to have sort of a parallel course. And this really comes from, from leadership uh, within uh, a car wash, whether a particular location or if they have multiple locations, of having a clear strategy. How are we going to communicate it? And part of that is sort of looking at all of the options available and then coming back and saying, all right, let's put a reality check. What do we have time to do? What do we have the money to do? And I guarantee you those who actually put some time into having that conversation, maybe it's an offsite retreat for a day. Maybe you bring in somebody to facilitate um, one of those sessions as part of the work that I do. Or maybe you just work with your team and say, everybody's going to come in early on a Sunday morning and we're going to get together for an hour before we open. And we're going to brainstorm ideas. Who's our prime customer? Let's map that out on a big flip chart. Okay. It's this age between this one and this one. They live within this region. All right. What do they watch? What do they read? Where do they recreate and congregate and dine? Why do people get car washes? Why do they put off getting car washes? What do they love about what we do? What, do, what frustrates them? What makes them choose somebody else? I mean, there's an exercise I do where you say, look at all of your competitors and whether they do exactly what you do, maybe you're full service and somebody else is, is a hand washer or, or something, you know, less than, than the full service, the conveyor belt and all. But if there's a, if they're a choice for me, then they're a competitor of yours. So look at all your competitors and be really honest with yourself and ask the question, why do people choose them? Because they do. I mean, I'll, I'll tell for those listening right now, there's a reason why people choose your competitors. And the reason is because they want to, because they like them, because there's something about what they do. Um, they're not being underserved. They're not there's because they just don't know that you exist. Listen, everybody's good. I'm sitting out looking at an audience when I was at the car wash show and, and I'm looking at everybody's good, whether they're selling brushes, whether they're selling change machines or whether they are owner operators themselves. Everybody's good. If you're not good, you're going to get weeded out pretty quickly. So the question is, why are you a better choice? Now, I know this all sounds like sort of drinking from a fire hose, but what I'm saying is, is sort of some effort is better than none. But if you're strategic, if you really map out some time, put your cell phones on vibrate, and whether you're doing a half day, a full day, or an hour with your team, elicit ideas. Uh, I'm one that always believes that the answers are in the room. Your people ask them, why do you go? Why do you wait so long? Who's got a car that, that looks trashed? I mean, I have a 17-year-old daughter who's, who graduates from high school next week. And literally, you know, I, I joked with her. I was saying, tonight on a very special hoarders teen car edition, right? It's disgusting. Yeah. But it's why? Because it's, it's not important until it is important. And then she's getting ready to go to prom. And all of a sudden, it's important. So those are actually fun conversations, elicit ideas, get your people on board and then go through and prioritize what's reasonable and what isn't, what's expensive, what can we do? Uh, and then make sure that we've got responsibility assigned, deputize some of your people. If you've got a manager on site, um, if you've got a young employee, make them your social media manager and give them some guidance. Uh, and we can talk about more tactics. There's some really creative things we can do, but I think on the front end, I think the important thing is that you have some effort and you attach a strategy and a budget and responsibilities to it. Hi, David. Lots of great takeaways there. So, and I think you touch on something that I've observed is very common. A lot of us, maybe even most of us are great operators, 
but we're not necessarily great marketers and we need both sides. And we're we're busy, as you alluded to, running our operations and running it very well and effectively. And there's a lot, as we talked about earlier, that goes into that. That can get us heads down focused on that. And we assume that, that that's enough. And as you alluded to and explained, it's not. So that's having that strategy is key. And those are some great examples. I think it also, what it touches on, there's another question that I've heard you ask, which is, to what question are you the answer? To, to what question that my customer has, am I the answer as a car wash operator? Talk a little sure. bit about that, having that at the root of what and how we do what we do. Well, when you look at the whole broad concept of brands and branding, right? Uh, and we've heard it as sort of, it's this mystical thing, and it really isn't. Your brand is your reputation. What are you known for? And in, in a good marketing effort, we're trying to earn mind share. Now, mind share comes before market share. It means people have to think about you before they're open to stopping in, right? Now, car wash is a little bit different because it is at times an impulse purchase. But if they haven't been there before, if they don't know the quality work that you do, um, if they don't know the convenience, if you um, have have lesser um, services, more self-serve kind of a thing... um, but oftentimes we we kind of, you know, you can't have a repeat customer until you have a first-time customer. And so how do we earn that market share? And so when I talk about to what question are you the answer is, what question would I ask that would elicit your name as the response? You know, if somebody says, you know, I got, you know, dude, you your car is a pit. You know, you got a date tonight. You're not going to go pick her up like that. You know, well, are you going to help me? Clean? No, just go to, go to Duds and Suds or go to Car Wash Heaven or whatever the name that is. Uh, you can just sit in the car and go through the whole thing or go grab some popcorn and they're going to wash it inside and out. And it's only, you know, 15 bucks or whatever that is. What would somebody ask that would that would elicit your name as the response? But for that to happen, they have to have some awareness. They have to have some experience with you. Uh, I can give you a, a perfect example. If I was going to ask, you know, what's the safest? I need a really safe car for my family. What's the safe car? Right. Most people would say that's a Volvo, right? Volvo is known for being that safe car or Nordstrom is known for its great customer service. Or what is it that you can be known for beyond your quality and your commitment and your caring and your trust and your people and customer service and the stuff that everybody talks about? Is there something you can do that's a little bit special? Now, I know for some, it's sort of like you sort of throw up your hands and say it's it's a car wash. What is it? But it isn't. It, it, the car wash isn't what you do. It's what you do for other people. It's you allow them to make a good impression on a client. You allow their kids to have a great time because they love sitting in the car and they love the noise and they love the green and the yellow and the blue and the red soap. I mean, all of that was developed to help create a better experience and experiences are shared, right? People are going to talk. They do anyway, but I like the idea of giving them something to talk about. Now, when I was at the car wash show in Vegas, my colleague, Sima Dahl, and Sima is just brilliant. She does great on, on personal branding and everything else. She had a great wake-up call. I love this. I was watching her speak, and she says, you know, we're talking a lot about social media, and it's important that you're involved in all of this, but understand that not everybody's going to follow a car wash on social media. Sorry, you're not that interesting. We're not going to follow you. And I thought that was pretty gutsy to say that. She says, but what we will do is follow each other. And so when you give customers an experience worth sharing, they will share it, but they'll share it with each other. 
So maybe it's the selfies in the car of the kids going crazy with the colored soap on the windows. Maybe it's somebody, you know, smiling in front of the before and after picture so that they can post something online and they're like, you know, dude, what happened? You know, your car's actually clean. They talk. What I like to say is let's give them something to talk about. I heard a great car wash uh, had a, it was a car wash in a lube place. And I heard a story that they had a special that if you would post something online positive about them, a positive review on one of the sites or something on your social media site, and you showed them your phone, that they posted something positive about their experience and tagged that location, they would immediately hand you a coupon for the next time, right? They've incentivized sharing a positive experience with their colleagues, with their minions, with their connections, which can be in the thousands. Here's the good news about social media. And I know I'm sort of switching on to that. Basic guest relations philosophy used to say, when somebody has a positive experience, we tell one or two people, right? And somebody has a negative experience, we tell 10. None of that's true anymore. Now, positive or negative, we tell thousands. We tell millions. All you have to do is drag somebody down the aisle of an airplane and you'll see how fast things things can share. But some of those positive things as well, right? You know, you think back to our time, we would go to a, uh, what was the ice cream place or a pizza place? And there would be the Polaroid picture on the wall, right? There'd be the whole wall of who ate the challenge pizza or who had a birthday party. Well, now that wall is virtual. And when somebody has a great experience, they, they share the selfies and they share them on Instagram and Snapchat and all of those things as well. I mean, I think the thread through all of it is, are we doing things that are fun? Are we doing things that are interesting? It's not always, not always fun, but if you want people to talk about you, give them something to talk about. Yeah, and this topic of social media is a, is a huge one, David, obviously, as you yeah. touched on it, exactly what you were alluding to, which is we, we think that every business belongs on Facebook or Pinterest or Twitter or whatever. Right. right. And it's it, all about how many exactly. likes can we get? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? And again, why would I follow my car wash on Facebook? And again, right. it's not that we're not, you know, it, it, not that we're not trying with our car wash. It's just, you have to think about what is it that people want to interact with? You know, conversely, for example, one of our other businesses in Colorado Springs is a self-serve frozen yogurt restaurant. Well, that's perfect for Facebook. People love to tell us what to name our flavors and right. give their opinion. They love that interaction. But at the end of the day, though, what is very similar is what you touched on, which is really what we're creating there and what we're amplifying is the positive experiences that they have at our place of business. And I think that does, as you explained, translate to a car wash. And so we want to facilitate that. And so where we might want to be spending our time is listening for others who are sharing things about us and not be creeping necessarily, but but amplify that and facilitate that. Well, right? And more than that, what I would do is, is give them opportunities, give them something give to them talk about. So you can do things like you can have... Uh, uh, have a contest for the dirtiest car and the dirtiest car gets a month of free car washes and the top 10. And this is a big thing. Con I don't believe in contests where you have one winner because then it, it discourages people have, have 10 right. winners. Everybody who enters gets a free um, car wash or a half price something, but the top five, uh, we have a dirty car, um, you know, vote off. And everybody send your pictures and everybody gets to vote, right? That's the thing about social media, right? It doesn't replace traditional marketing, but it amplifies it. It gives them an interactive component. Uh, 
what what are the things that that we get people to share encourage people to share work with the local schools or the local cheerleading squad or the local cub scout group to do a car wash on site and a portion of the proceeds uh, we have a frozen yogurt place close to our house here and they've got a big chart on the wall for the top or the the four local elementary schools and a contest for how much money they can raise for each one well what are they doing they're encouraging people to come on site it is an impulse purchase, but it doesn't have to be. We don't, we don't want to take that away. That's going to be the bread and butter for the car wash industry. I got it. You've got to find a way for people to turn their head. You have a clever, clever things that are always, you know, appropriate, nothing inappropriate on your marquee, right? Some funny thing that says your wife called and said your car is disgusting, get it cleaned. Or, you know, prom coming up, make a good impression. Or having that high school kid on the corner dressed as a, in a costume character waving at cars. It all works. But beyond that bread and butter, the real success right now is being won by those who are doing some creative things. And you always get that question, does that mean we have to work harder or smarter? And of course, the answer is yes, you do have to work harder and smarter. But I'm one that believes that it can be really fun. It just can. Um, give people a reason to come on site. Reward that behavior. Uh do I, I like the idea of do birthday parties, do community service, do um, veterans. You know, that's 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 great right now. You know, free car wash for veterans. Not only does it cost you nothing, but you get wonderful community goodwill. Um, they You'll see groups going out and, and doing home repair for elderly and veterans and others. Well, we can provide services as well. And you give away one and you impress a hundred. You know, silent auctions, the things that you're doing, just things that are worthy of drawing attention. Um, when it comes to social media, though, here's the one basic rule. And it's really, really any marketing. Today, if you want people to be interested, you have to be interesting. So it's beyond being good at what you do, which is important. What can you do that's interesting? Tap your, your staff. Just have just even having these conversations puts you ahead of the game. It really does. Absolutely. Yeah. Great, great takeaways and, and tips there. Appreciate that. This episode of the How of Car Washing is sponsored by Diamond Shine. Diamond Shine is the premier car wash chemical manufacturer dedicated to maximizing the profitability and performance of car washes. Efficiently producing clean, dry, and shiny cars nationwide, Diamond Shine helps operators create a top-notch wash experience and satisfied repeat customers. From branding and marketing to on-site problem solving, Diamond Shine's team delivers results. Visit diamondshine.com today to learn more from the industry experts. Let me ask you this one last question on branding and then sure. we'll start to wrap it up on the topic. One of the challenges that a lot of us have is people don't know our brand. It's it's the car wash in the corner of Sixth and Seventh, or right. or you know the car wash down the street, or the car wash by the Walmart. What what are you? What is your thoughts? Your tips or, or thoughts as we've been talking about this to increase our brand awareness? You know what? It, it is so industry specific, and I'm just going to be honest. When it comes to consumer goods and things you're buying on the grocery store at Target or Walmart or Costco, I think it's crucial. I think in this industry, I think it's a bonus if you have a great brand. I, I'm going to be contrarian and say, I don't think it's really that important. 
Uh, I think yeah, they, I don't disagree with you. However, you know, when I'm doing all of these things that we've talked about out in our community and getting out there in different venues and right. different environments, the challenge is I got to bring them back to my car wash. I don't want to do those things for the benefits of every car wash in town. And so there's a little bit of that that does come into play, though, isn't there? I think it does, but I think it does more for high-end services. Okay. I think if you're going to justify the um, the detail, you know, it might be um, Moto Spa, it might be something. And if you're really going to recommend something that is beyond the commodity car wash, and that's probably anything under 15 bucks. It might be at the gas station, which you can do it for, you know, seven, eight or nine dollars, depending on, you know, what you upsell to. But I and I think that's less important. Um, I think location is very important. Um, but even if you mention the name for most, they wouldn't remember it. But I think when you start getting into some high dollar, hundred dollar plus detail, I think brand probably is more important um, because because I do worry that I'm making a good choice and making a good decision. You know, there's that whole school of thought that says there's a mistaken belief that everybody's looking to make the best decision possible in purchasing, hiring, or contracting. And the reality is we're looking to avoid making a bad decision. Um, we just don't want to screw it up because there's too much on the line. Now, when it comes to the basic commodity car wash, now it may be still a wonderful experience, but probably anything under 15 bucks or so. And I, and I come from outside your industry. So it just as a layperson, I don't think about it excuse me, for less than 15 bucks. I assume yeah, everybody's yeah. going to do a decent job. But when I'm spending 120 bucks, whether I'm getting ready to sell my car or I'm picking up a client at the airport or I'm buying, you know, a, a gift of, of a super detail for a friend or a colleague, uh, then the brand is important. Uh, they, it can't be sketchy and something that that's clean or something that looks like a, a, a national brand with a great logo and things like that, I think it becomes much more important at that point. But I think on, on, for the basic level, I think if you have a great name uh, and a great logo and everything else, I think it's great. But I think if you don't, I, I don't really think it matters that much. I think your visibility matters more. Visibility matters more. And, and to that point then, David, because sure. if we look at, for example, the full service segment of this business, they're going to be above $15. But there is a huge component of us, including the ones that we operate that are uh, express model. And so right. we're under that $15. And so what it leads me to think is that some of these things that we've talked about, we want to do as many of those things possibly on site so that there is that direct association between what we're doing that's exciting, that's different, that's calling your attention, that's supporting the community, but they're also making that physical connection with where we're at. Does that make sense? Well, I think it's, in t yeah, and in two ways. Number one is is bringing people on site, incentivizing them to come on site, um, being visible enough to wave them onto site, right? But then also the things that you do on site that leave a lasting impression and a memory and people feel like they had a great time. Uh, I, my kids are a little bit older now, but I remember going down the street and the kids just every time, can we do the car wash? Can we do a car wash? Or every time we got the, you know, got gas in the car, they loved it. I mean, they're literally out of their minds. They love going through the car wash so much. And so they were the ones that tend to drive that decision. Uh, and it's different for different industries, right? Certain, you know, whether it's restaurants or whatever else, who's driving those primary decisions. When I've got kids in the car, the kids are driving that. Um, when it's me, it's, you know, the weather may drive it. You know, I got gas this morning. Did I get it? No, because I know it's going to rain this afternoon. So there's a lot of things that are out of our control. The thing is to really 
harness the things that are in our control. So if you have great street exposure, the things that you can do in that parking lot that, that turn the head physically, literally turn that head, it's the carnival, it's the high school car wash, it's the something that looks like fun, if it's, if it's hot dog Tuesday, um, we've got to be aggressive. I mean, here's, here's the reality, and I, and I don't want this to sound overly um, dramatic, but there's competitors out there who are trying to steal your money. They're trying to take away your ability to pay your kids college and feed your family and pay your mortgage. It's not personal. They're just trying to feed their families and pay their mortgage and send their kids to college. Competition is fierce and everybody's good and choices are endless. So the things that we can do on site to draw attention, the things that we can do off site to drive people to our location, anything and everything that you have time for, that you can afford. And, and Henry, I like the thing that you had said, which was what we need to do to make sure that we're consistent, that we don't get really excited for a month and then we stop doing it because we forget. That's where sort of the planning and the revisiting the plan or assign, deputize somebody on your team to be in charge of creating the monthly calendar. And every week there's something going on. You know, maybe we're doing working with a, a Cub Scout group on on this day and we're doing free popcorn on this one. Um, we've got somebody assigned to change the marquee letters uh, every Monday morning. Right. Schedule those things. Hold people accountable. And I mean, this could literally mean an increase of, of 20 to 40, 50 percent in revenue by just encouraging and reminding people then we need to clean our cars. And we do. We do need to clean our cars. Tell my daughter that. <laughs> and we want them to choose us. Yeah, it's a great takeaway. So that, that was the question I was going to ask you next is where do, where do we get started? But I think we've provided plenty of that type of information. Yeah. It starts with an overall strategy. I think it's tied to the question that, that you pose, which is what is the question that we're the answer to in that prospective customer? And it ties to what you talked about. Have you asked that that focus group, that prospective customer, your existing customers, your employees? Do you know what the questions are that they're trying to answer? And are you asking that on a repeated basis, on an ongoing basis? And then right. a very specific tactical example is, like you said, having a calendar that you've laid out. Maybe it's just for the next quarter to get started. And you have these activities that are planned out that increase your visibility. Absolutely. And I think the first step, as we said, is just block some time out on your calendar. Treat yourself as well as you treat your customers. Block out a, a, a day, a half a day or something, uh, and go off-site or, or on-site uh, when you're closed and just engage everybody. Ask some of those questions. I think you'll be surprised and pleased at the, uh, at the creativity and the brilliance of your team, and I think you'll get everybody on board because I think everybody will want to be a part of it. And, uh, and, and that makes for... for happier employees that makes yeah, for yeah. better service delivery and that translates into into happier customers as well absolutely absolutely uh, and a, a point there as well david i'm sure you see this is as an owner what we have to try to suspend also is this now ah, we've done that before and it didn't work stay right. open to new ideas to trying things again maybe slightly different and and not you know not live within that negative sphere of oh we've tried all that and none of that works. Well, and there's got to be a measure of, of consistency. Uh, you know, it, like I said, it's 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 winking in the dark. Uh, you may have tried something, and 
you had 40 people go by who saw it. You know, for every every bay that you have filled, there's millions of people within a 50-mile radius who have no idea what's going on there today. Um, I learn that every time I'm speaking to an audience, I may speak to five, 600, 1,000 people, but there's likely, you know, a million people within an hour's drive who have no idea that I'm there. Visibility marketing is making sure that we we spread the word beyond those people who can physically see who we are and give them a reason to think about us and to and to choose us or to try us or to, to come back to us. And uh, there may be some things that you've done before that were less than successful, but I think you'll find if you are consistently active in raising your visibility, I think you'll see great results, great results, but you have to be able to track that over time. Agreed. All right. The book that we've been uh, referring to visibility marketing. Uh, why did you write it and who did you write it for? You know, I wrote it because this is what I do for a living and I have to be, stay, stay fresh and relevant, but it really came out of just sort of a profound recognition of how the marketplace had changed over the last five years. And coming out of challenging economic times in almost every industry, all of a sudden you realize everybody's good and the choices we have are are vast. And we've always had a lot of choices, but now with a lot of industries, right, the choices are worldwide and the things that we can buy online. And we even look at the vendors within the car wash industry. You can buy many of those are from all over the world. And so I really wanted to sort of tell that story. And there's, there's a lot of humor but it's, it's to temper a really hard message, which is what we've been talking about, that you have to do more, that, that traditional marketing has changed and it's expanded and the competition is fierce. But the good news is the options and the ways that we can promote ourselves have expanded exponentially as well. And the good news is most people won't do the things that we've talked about in the last half hour, um, which creates a great opportunity for you as an owner operator to do more and you stand out because most won't because most still believe that if you're really good at what you do and you focus on your people and your culture and your service delivery and your quality and your integrity and your trust that the people will find you. It's that old line that says you build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. Today you have a warehouse full of mousetraps and people all over town knocking them off for 10 cents on the dollar. Yeah. So um, and somebody's is, always making a better mousetrap down the street. And what we used to do is shout out about our mousetrap. Now you got to help others share the word about our great mousetrap. Absolutely. The behavior that's recognized and rewarded is the behavior that's repeated. And so let's make our customers the stars. Let's incentivize them sharing the great work. Uh, and, uh, and so my book, Visibility Marketing, which is available everywhere, it's on, it's on audiobook, it's on Kindle and everywhere online, uh, pick it up. It's very conversational and it'll give you some really great takeaways. There's exercises, there's, there's wake up calls and, uh, it's an, it's an easy read. Yeah. That's one of the things I liked about it is the practical exercises throughout, uh, and we'll have a link to it as well on the show notes page to this episode at the how of all right, we'll start to wrap it up. Um, I always like to ask a couple of personal questions. I'd like to ask you, sure. what do you love most about what you do today? What I love, well, there's two aspects of it. One is just, I'm, I think I'm a, a teacher at heart. If I didn't do what I would was doing, I would be a, probably a, a high school or college social studies or um, 
cultural geography teacher or something like that. So I love to perform. I've always performed my whole life. I actually went to college on a full ride acting scholarship and halfway through realized that I needed to actually make a living someday. And I didn't want to be doing community theater in God's wrath, Iowa, when I was 50 years old. Um, but, and then I sang. And so I've always been on stage. So I love the performance aspect and I love teaching. And the other thing is, it's just a real privilege. It's a real privilege to not only get the trust of audiences, but the travel. I, I've spoken in 22 countries on six continents in the last few years, from Buenos Aires to Singapore to Manila and 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 Dubai and Barcelona. And it is a real privilege. My mom passed away a few years ago, uh, very young, at age 69, and never owned a passport and I, I saw a statistic that most Americans don't own a passport. And the ones that do, it's just so they can go to Mexico and Canada. And for me, it's been a, a true gift and a blessing to be able to travel the world, uh, helping people build their business. From a business perspective, what, what have been some of the insights you've gathered from speaking to business owners all around the world? I, I, the insights I think I've, I've gathered are... are I think first and foremost is probably the one that's the most expected, which is that people are people and competition is competition. Uh, there's certainly differences around the world in terms of the level of sophistication, and the level of, of competition. I mean, in, in America, of course, the, the competition is fierce for everything. And there's other parts of the world that are rushing to catch up, but the cultural differences are, are profound. Uh, I do a lot of work in Asia Pacific, and it's really some of the most beautiful, gracious people on the planet. But there's a cultural thing that says, right, that the, the, the nail that stands up gets hammered down, right? The nail that stands out gets hammered down. And right. so they don't want to stand out because they don't want to be seen as overly boastful, but they want to, you know, but here's what I do, but, but I don't want to look cocky. And so for me, I'm the one who has to change. I'm the one who has to modify the message and to help them understand that it is a, um, it's an honorable thing to promote good work and to support your people in a great way. So once again, I think we just live in a really fascinating time. And not only do we have the opportunity to connect with people worldwide, uh, online, and I've got people like Coach and others around the world over Skype and others, but our ability to travel and uh, and e even, like I said, in learning and my work with the car wash show was fascinating for me. And I actually did a, a short video from the floor, from the trade show floor that talked about everybody, somebody makes everything. Wherever you're sitting right now, look around the room. Everything you see from every fastener to window trim to light fixture, somebody makes that. And that's their industry. And whether you think it's sexy or not, it's it's required as part of, of the overall system. Um, and it provides somebody's livelihood. And I love doing that in the car wash industry, everything from the financing to the of the land to the, the the chemicals and the distribution mechanisms and the brushes and the change machines and the conveyor belts and everything else. I feel like I get an MBA every 12 months just from working with different industries and clients who teach me probably as much as I teach them. Yeah. Very interesting. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. All right. Speaking of books besides your own, is there a book that comes to mind that you would recommend to us? Oh, you know what? I Boy, I have so many colleagues who've written phenomenal books. Uh, 
one of them that was very influential on me, and it's not a new book, but there was a book called Selling the Invisible by a guy named Harry Beckwith, B-E-C-K-W-I-T-H. And it's basically selling the promise of what you can do. Anybody who's not selling a widget, we're all selling the promise of how their life would be different after they, they buy from us. So it's professional service providers, and it's even restaurants, and it's car wash, and it's advertising, and why people buy, and what are the things that influence. And it was very influential on me. Uh, I thought it was just, and every, and because I have short attention span, every page is like, every chapter is like a one page or a page and a half long. So it was an easy book to read. So that's a great one. And there's another one called No More, um, no, it's not. It's called Take the, Take the Cold Out of Cold Calling by Sam Richter. And, and it's just these amazing resources to do research online. I mean, it's just, it's just things that you didn't even know you could find online. It basically says that Google can search about 20% of the internet and he shows you how to search the rest. So finding resources, finding lists, finding out about competitors. It's, it's fascinating. It's called take the cold out of cold calling by Sam Richter. And, uh, I think you'd like that one as well. Great recommendations. We'll have links to those as well on the show notes page of this episode at the how of carwashing.com. All right. We will wrap it up here, David. Last thought, parting uh, advice, especially on this topic that we've focused on of visibility marketing. Just last parting advice for our listeners. I think I didn't think very quickly. It's be careful of falling into that trap of thinking that this is a basic industry and maybe the delivery model. Um, from the consumer's perspective, is fairly straightforward. We know how complex it is behind the scenes. Spend as much time on promoting the good work you do as you do in doing the good work itself. It will pay off in spades. And then I would be remiss and, and be a terrible marketer if I didn't mention my own information. If you want to learn more about me, I'm at visibilityinternational.com, visibilityinternational.com, and I speak and consult. And if you want to learn who I am and sign up for my newsletter, uh, great information and tips that go out every month. David Averin, thanks for taking this time to be with us, share this information. I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The How of Car Washing. And thanks to our show sponsor, Diamond Shine. Please visit us at thehowofcarwashing.com for the show notes to this episode. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.